Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the segment on birds and bats. Welcome to the Home Medic, where, as always, we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. Now, if you have too much money in your wallet, you are always free, of course, to send that money to me, the generous person that I am. You know, if you have an excess of that sort of stuff, I'm always willing to help you out. Cheryl Church. Yes. Also willing to help people out in that category, I presume. Always. Always. (laughs) So in these segments, we've talked about bats, we've talked about birds, we've got some different kinds of birds that we're going to talk about, swallows in the last segment generally, but you've got some bird stories. Well, yeah. You know, after talking in the last one, I hadn't really given too much thought to birds, and now you've really got me thinking about birds. Uh And in my home, I have a place where two roof lines kind of, well, they don't really, really connect, but they pass each other. And when I'm sitting outside, I can hear that there's a bird nest right up there. And, you know, in my mind, I think it's harmless. I think, well, you know, the birds are up there. They're living their life and enjoying <laughs> things. And But now, after our last segment, I'm thinking, is it the birds and all their relatives living there now? <laughs> have you noticed any water ponding areas in the ceiling beneath the attic? I have not, but now I think I'm going to pay closer attention to that. Yeah, so signs you might want to look for, you know, obviously if they're urinating inside the attic, which of course they will be, if you're seeing any water ponding, you know, some staining in a lake sort of thing, that may not be roof leaks, that may be critter pee. Mm -hmm. And then there's health effects associated with that. So you heard... A bird, yeah. I mean, if a bird can get in, unless that bird is very territorial, it's going to have a thousand friends. Right. And that never occurred to me before about that. It's so high up, I haven't really taken a close look to see Uh exactly what the situation is up there. Yeah. And I have that sort of thing that actually happened in the home that I'm in now on the backside of the property. They put in an electrical box and then didn't cover it. And then they'd bashed out the backside of the electrical box And so you've got this two-by-four opening that we had a lot of birds up in there. And so what I had to do is disinvite as many as possible. You know, I gave them fair warning to leave. Mm -hmm. And then I got up there and I just filled that whole box with expanding foam insulation. And I'm sure I trapped a few birds in there. The funny thing was, immediately after doing so, for the next eight hours or so, I noticed about 50 birds just landing and standing on my backyard lawn, mm-hmm. just wondering what to do with themselves. I had locked the front door to their home, mm-hmm. and I guess they found some other place to live. But yeah, it's like I say, the, the reason why I'm going here is if you've got one, you could very easily have 50. Right. So I want to cover a couple of other stories. In the last segment, we talked about swallows. This time around, I want to talk about other sorts of birds. You can have pigeons. The ones that I mentioned were blackbirds. And then you've got the birds in the eaves as well that can happen. A number of years ago, I'm going to say, I don't know, five, six years ago, I hired my son-in-law, who was a student at the time, to help me do home inspections. And that helped quite a bit. And I quickly found that he had some talents that I did not. One of them is that he has a better nose. I learned slowly to respect his talents. We went into this property, and it was about December, I'm going to say. 
this was a house, and it was older, you know, 1908-ish. And we went into the house. The first thing I noticed is that even though people were living there, you had college students, and they were all wearing coats. And the place was, I'm going to say, about 45 to 50 degrees. These are girls. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, why are these girls putting up with these sorts of living conditions? The next thing I noticed, and my son-in-law noticed this first, he says, this place smells like baby diapers, mm-hmm. which is interesting because none of these girls had a baby. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, from the home inspector standpoint, the question is why, you know, we did the outside, we did the roof, we did the inside, and none of what we saw explained why there was this baby diaper smell. You know, we asked them why the house was so cold, and they basically said, well, we can't afford to heat this house. (laughs) Count on college students to live in ways that none of the rest of us would accept. So we did the main floor, we did the second floor, and then I noticed that the attic hatch was wide open. There wasn't, you know, there was the opening, but there was no sheetrock cover to this attic Mm -hmm. hatch. The hatch didn't exist? Is that what you're saying? Right. Okay. It wasn't there. So you had this two foot by three foot opening where the warm air, whatever there was in the house, it was just escaping up into the attic, Mm -hmm. warming the attic, but not warming these college students. So that was a primary reason why these college students couldn't afford to heat their house is because whatever they did was rising right up into the attic. And it was keeping the attic inhabitants nice and toasty. And what was up in the attic? And what was up in the attic? (laughs) That gave a baby diaper smell. I am very curious. (laughs) So what we had, I poked my head up first, of course, and you had pigeons, live and dead. There was about a half dozen pigeons that didn't seem to mind me being in the attic with them. There was pigeon poop all over the attic. It was... You know, in in many areas, it was about a quarter inch deep. They seem to like to distribute the poop all the way around. And, of course, there's diseases associated with that. And you had eggs that had been hatched, eggs that did not hatch. And all of this decay had a smell to it. (laughs) And that smell was what was getting into the rest of the house down below through the attic hatch that was not there at all. Okay, and that gave the baby diaper smells. So you're not telling me that the pigeons went somewhere and brought back baby diapers? Uh, No, I'm I'm not. (laughs) That would be gross. That would be even even more gross than it already is. So, you know, the bottom line, $10 fix, $10,000 fix, again, it applies in so many areas. $10 fix is to put some a screen up there. Mm-hmm. $10,000 fix, you know, these girls, there's health effects. Obviously, if you're living with a coat on, I can only imagine what they were trying to do when they were trying to sleep in mm-hmm. a 40-degree temperature sort of a place. You get colds, it's just not good. As the landlord, you're going to be losing renters right and left. You're going to be losing all kinds of rent incomes. We're starting to approach that $10,000 number. Yes. You know, just a little bit of knowledge. What do you think a sheetrock door is going to cost? Maybe two bucks? Oh, gosh, it'd be so cheap. Yeah. And then the screen, the hardware, is going to be about the same price. And then paying somebody to put it up, let's go for, what, $50, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That solves a lot of problems, and then you can actually have your renters live in a place that is warm. Mm-hmm. What a concept. Comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even another point of view that, that comes to mind is that as the landlord, you're going to have to drop the rental price 
way down to find anybody who's willing to rent a property that can't have heat. Exactly. <laughs> and and then do you also put there, well, because there's pigeons in the attic and there's pigeon poop all over. Is that a problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine trying to sell that to a potential renter. <laughs> you know, there's all these diseases in the house and you can't heat the house. You're going to have to... It smells like baby diapers, but is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> we'll drop the price to uh, to account for that. Yeah, that's not going to work. Again, this is going to be the gable vents that just need to be covered. Blackbirds in the eaves, we covered that one as well. Very simple sort of things that need to be done. And then I talked earlier about the birds in the eaves in the Highland home, the home that I used to live in, where we just had to have eaves there because if they were gone, then that made another place for birds to have a condo. Oh, one other thing I want to cover. This is awesome. You might actually see that uh, where you live a little bit more than I do, but woodpeckers. I don't know that I've noticed woodpeckers. I ha- There's a lot of crows. I mean, you don't have, there's no fear of crows doing all this same stuff, is there? You know, I don't have any good stories about crows directly, but the woodpeckers, sometimes they get confused. I think all that banging on wood must be hard on their brains. Because, well, it would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I know that when I bang my head against the wall repeatedly and often, that that does tend to affect my brain capacity. You know, my wife keeps wondering why I do it. Actually, I wonder why I do it. So you get these woodpeckers that I've seen in uh, various areas. And, you know, this is not an area where most homeowners would say they know there's woodpeckers. But there is. And so you get these woodpeckers that sometimes after they've damaged their brains too much, they're going to go after stucco. And I have seen where uh, these woodpeckers, especially up high, thinking apparently that there's some sort of a bug behind the stucco wall, Mm -hmm. they can cause massive damage. Really? Yeah. It's up there where it's difficult to get to, and then a stucco guy is going to not want to just patch the hole because you've got a system there. He's going to want to basically tear off the entire stucco face and then rebuild it from the beginning, and you're talking thousands of dollars. So for that one, the $10 fix is a lot more difficult. You can't just stop woodpeckers from being in the area, but you do want to be at least aware that they're perhaps around. And if you start hearing your home being pecked on, mm-hmm. banged on, this is not okay. You need to go out and disinvite the woodpecker. How does one do that? My first thought is just go out there and yell at them. Okay. You don't want to be using a weapon like a slingshot or, you know, who knows, maybe a stick or a paintball gun is always my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you're really not supposed to be shooting paintballs in a residential environment where everybody else is not protected. So I did not suggest that. He did not. He did not. But whatever you can do to disinvite those, and if it takes a phone call to the local authorities, maybe they can be trapped and moved or whatever it takes, those woodpeckers are not okay in the residential environment, especially if they're thinking that your home is harbor for food. Here's just a question. I might not even apply, but if you are a cat owner, is that does that help with any of these issues? You know, it would help, obviously, with mice, We had a bird feeder outside of a home, and the birds quickly found that. We had hundreds of very fat birds that were feeding on this bird feeder. And then we had a number of trees, and I saw where cats would actually climb in these trees, get 20 or 30 feet up in the leaves. It was a poplar, and so those leaves get big, and so the birds would eat to their belly's content. Mm -hmm. They'd fly over the tree, and then the cat would eat them. 
Really? So everybody was well fed. I just wonder if just even the presence of a cat around your house helps with that stuff. I'm just I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm going to say helps, but I'm not sure it's going to fix the problem. I'm going to go back to let's eliminate the food and shelter. Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's make you, Cheryl, master of your mansion as relates to pigeons, blackbirds, woodpeckers, and other birds in general. Where's your mansion this time around? I want someplace warm with a great view. Someplace tropical, I think, would be nice. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Should we go Maui or Tahiti? Um, let's go to Tahiti. Okay. Let's go there. <laughs> so you're in Tahiti. You've got this view of the beach, and you may not have woodpeckers down there. I don't know if you've got pigeons, but you're going to have a set of birds. Oh, um, it's a warm climate. You're going to have a lot of stuff, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so the birds are great outside. Mm-hmm, yes. We should make it clear that we're not just anti-bird. We're just anti-bird inside your house. That's right. And Unless you bring them in in cages and that that's your, you know, you purposely do that. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who's done that knows how much of a mess they make. Yes. I am not that patient. <laughs> okay. So that's your mansion and you are keeping birds where they belong and then you are healthy and the birds are healthy outside. And, and my even, house is healthy. <laughs> even the cat is healthy who is eating the birds, right? <laughs> right. Okay. More information, homemedicusa.com. And as always, be yourself because... Everyone else is taken. That's right. (laughs) Hi, this is Julian McKay with your Natural Solutions Tip for the Day. We're big fans of the home medic who kind of looks like Mr. Clean. (laughs) He sure does. He's kind of cute. But we don't want to clean with toxic, horrible chemicals that can put our family in danger. So Julie and I love using Natural Solutions for cleaning as well. We have multiple recipes for using essential oils. If you would like one of our many recipes for cleaning your home naturally, contact us at naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com. And no, Garth isn't Mr. Clean.